We now return to Beyond Synth. We now return. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so this is um, like a special episode. We're going to try and figure out a name right off the top because today, as a sort of uh, filler, I'm sitting here with Mike Mendoza and Edward Gamper, and we're going to talk about some of the songs that we've been listening to lately. So, uh, yeah. Good morning, Vietnam. (laughs) Hello. Hey, buddy. Should you explain who we are? Andy. Do you want me to? Because no one's going to know who the fuck Mike Mendoza and Edward Gamper are. Yeah, they do. Technically speaking, it depends when this episode's going to fall. If this episode falls after your episode, then they will. And if it doesn't, then they won't. And this has been another exciting episode of Beyond Synth. Okay, yeah, so Edward uh, Edward Gamper is Sunglasses Kid. What's up? He's made some some cool tunes that I like listening to, and Mike Mendoza is Hoo-Ha, who has also made some cool tunes that I like listening to. I'm going to make sure I preface this, that this is a very different episode of the show. Normally, it's like sort of an interview thing. Yeah, we're going way beyond synth. This is a discussion episode where we're just going to talk about music we like and stuff, so it's going to have a very different flavor. And essentially, originally, I was going to call it a bonus episode until I realized that this is sort of the opposite opposite of a bonus it's a diet version beyond beyond (laughs) we got diet and we got beyond beyond and the three of us are the beyonders do you want to be the beyonders who's in actually let's not do that because (laughs) i have have like a seven an epic seven book series called the beyonders it's crazy it's crazy oh you mean it's already been written it's been outlined i just need to write them it's crazy it's like aliens invade earth and? And there are two races of aliens, one that uses magic and one that uses technology, so they're always at war with each other, but for different ways and in different reasons. So they bring their war to Earth. Why? Because that's how it happens, man. <laughs> that's the setup. And why then the they whole... Bring it to Earth? Just, why? <laughs> why do they bring it to Earth? They bring it to Earth because... They want uh, our well, gold. Well, it's like, you know, on Independence Day when the sky opens up and we see ships coming in? Yeah. It's like that, except they're not coming from space. Like, there's literally a time rip thing, or like a space dimension rip in our sky where the ships come through. So do, do they mean to, to arrive at Earth? Or is it an accident? I'm not sure. I, I have to look at this. I wrote this maybe in 2004. That's book seven. Oh, you don't even want to. You don't even want to. Dude, I've done this at several parties. I've gone on for three or four hours at a time and people are just like surrounded me looking at me like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, OK, that was book four. Now book five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can justify the plot by just saying because it happens in Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> can't be the reason this is what happens when you do things by committee man if you run it by too many people you're never gonna get well i'm not running it by i don't need your goddamn approval you don't have it (laughs) (laughs) well here i'll get it i'll get it back on track here i knew this would happen well (laughs) we can edit this it's the magic of editing exactly that's this late now we're going okay here we go i thought i'd uh go first here I thought I would talk about some of the songs that are sort of my go-tos. Like when I'm walking around, when I'm running errands or when I'm listening to tunes and stuff, I do have like a list of songs that are my my go-to tracks. And one of them is 
a track that I just think is really awesome. And it's by this guy called Droid Bishop. And it, he has a, an EP called uh, Electric Love. And the first, like the, uh, the first track on that called Color and Data. And I love that song. if I'm picturing the same thing that he's picturing because I always bring this up too with artists like when I talk to them like what is in my imagination versus what is in theirs when they're creating their stuff because his album artwork is very you know it's electronic lines it's you know futury stuff like that when I listen to color and data I'm imagining like you know like sexy 80s women kind of walking wearing like really vibrant but like solid color kind of you know those shirts that the 80s women wear or like iridescent fabric but that looks like circuit boards and stuff yeah that would work too actually but i don't know if like in his imagination he's picturing flying cars and supernovas you know what i mean like i don't know what the the thing is but that's what's going on in my brain get him on the show pretty much every 80s producer is either imagining a car or a hot woman or a hot woman in a car (laughs) that's the perfect combination Have you guys heard of AD Hawk? Yes. I always say it as a day hawk because that's what it looks like to me. I thought maybe it was a typo at first and their name was Lady Hawk. Is there somebody else called Lady Hawk? Well, there's a movie called Lady Hawk, yeah. There's another artist called Laser Hawk. Anyway, AD Hawk's good. I was just checking out a track called In Memorex.
I like it. I mean, there's lots of people making music like this, but it's kind of got a funky disco sound as well. They're making like good club tunes. Like I can see people dancing to this in a club. Well, yeah. Whereas some some stuff I f- is almost too moody to be like a dance floor. This person's making like dance floor music. But I think it's all dependent on what the intention of the, artists. Of the music yeah, of is. Course, like, of course, yeah. I wouldn't imagine going into a club listening to Perturbator or whatever, but there are times when I want that mood playing. Because I'm, I'm a guy who really likes to listen to like uh, movie soundtracks and stuff you know, when I'm working. And so there's certain music where it's just like, yeah, like I can... I'm getting in the zone, listening to some fucking dark synth, you know? I think I would punch a wall if I put on some dark synth to, to edit stuff. <laughs> like after 20 minutes, I would just be like, God damn it! Because, <laughs> like, I'm so tense and, like, the robots are going to get me and shit. Well, they are going to get you. Another thing I've been listening to lately... Actually, Laserhawk is one that I... That was one of the first albums I picked up. So there's there's someone... There's AD Hawk, Aid Hawk, AD Hawk, and Laserhawk. Yes. Laserhawk's cool because there's certain sounds that I like because I'm born in 81. So there's still a bit of spillover in my early childhood from like the 70s kind of synth stuff. And like some disco stuff that was just sort of tailing off. So there's certain artists who kind of capture that sound a bit. Mm-hmm. I still dig that sound too. Like I do like a bit of the retro 70s kind of sounding synth stuff. And Laserhawk uh, has a song. It's like, I think it's called Disco. What the fuck's it called? Disco Planet. Like the, around the minute and a half mark as it starts to slowly build. But it starts to play. Now every producer knows that Andy doesn't listen to your music properly. He just goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get to the meat of this no, thing. <laughs> and he just, just clicks straight into the middle of it. No, I do. I'm trying to get you guys That's to hear. you should put the drop. I want you to hear the part that gets me excited is what I'm saying. another song that i want i've shared with you on facebook yep, that i want you to it. hear called dreamers by someone called shakon who's a guy in oxford in england oh yeah now this track is free to download as well this is absolutely my kind of music
Sunglasses Kid says, my favorite track on SoundCloud. Would love to work with you. Oh, it is. I would love to. Andy says, let's just cut to a minute 45. Yeah, yeah. When does this song, you know, get good? Oh, man, it's good from one second in. No, this is a good song. I love this guy. Anyone who can nail that funk sound, because it is a hard sound to nail. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. All right, if you're going to edit this up, just make sure you get the clip of you saying, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. After you've just gone through, like... That could be your jingle yeah. every week. <laughs> it's hard. I have a track I've always had in my head that I want to do. It's like... Going down. But I have nothing past that. I just have that. Going sideways. That's all you need. Going all around. Oh, we got it. We got it. Going all the way. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. That's, yeah. Going up, going down, going round. Do, 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 do. We're going all the way. You know, like, just. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I have in my head. Okay, rein it in, Andy. Okay, here we go. That's the rewind sound. No, sorry, that, I'm reining it in. I'm not rewinding it. Give me a second. What's, what's the sound of reining it yeah, in? Yeah, what is the sound of reining it in? I imagine that hook that comes out that pulls people off stage when they're not being funny. <laughs> do they still do that? <laughs> they do it on the Apollo if that show's still on. It's showtime. Ding, 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 ding. At the Apollo. <laughs> Tonight, the Harlem Boys Choir and some sort of black guy clown. Your host, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Dude, I used to love that. Uh, all my life, growing up, after SNL, Showtime at the Apollo, 1 o'clock. And then that just went away some at some point. Yeah, I don't think they showed that here. I'm aware of what it is, but it wasn't a staple of late-night Canadian television. You sounded like you had the worst TV of all of us, Andy. We, well, we had, like, TVO, like, the public broadcasting stations played like british shows predominantly like british shows and weird canadian shows that are bizarre and then um we got american tv in there because there's the only canadian show i've ever really liked liked was kids in the hall the, the issue is we, we have a weird industry where you know a lot of american tv shows and movies are like shot here so the talent always kind of comes in from the states and they're here for the cheap labor of Canadian on set people and stuff like that. But then whenever Canadians would try and do a show, it was always either that they were trying to do an American show. So they're like trying to make it cool and like, yeah, we can do like an awesome cop detective drama, but they were, but they couldn't pull it off. And so you either had shows that were too Canadian that were like, they got a grant from the government. So the show had to be quirky and weird because it's Canadian. So they like, they would give a grant to anybody who was like, my show's about a moose that flies around on the back of a lumberjack and it's called fucking Moosey in the tree or whatever. And like, you just be like, nobody watches this shit. Is that a real show? That sounds fucking amazing. I just made that up, but... but the... A moose that flies in the back of a lumberjack. <laughs> Does the lumberjack fly or is the moose... <laughs> the, 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 the lumberjack is flying. If that had an 80s soundtrack, it'd be... <laughs> but the point is, that's what we were sort of... That was the weird thing that Canadians were sort of pigeonholed in, because for the longest time, Canadians would define themselves as not American, but not necessarily with a full-on Canadian identity. It was just like, we're not American... But then I was like, well, what are we then? Well, we're quirky and weird. And I'm like, I'm not quirky and weird like that. Like, I want a cool show. I want Canadians Is to make it. Is that a chant they do in the streets? Yeah. <laughs> what are we? Canadian and quirky. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we are that? I don't know. What do we want? 
A moose. <laughs> when, where do we want it? On the back of a lumberjack. Thursdays at nine. Bring us in. Go. Go, Andy. Another track that I've been really digging is La Perve by Carpenter Brute, which is awesome. never heard of them until i talked to uh, jake freeman and he ke- he kept on referencing it as an example of uh if you guys want you know like the dancier stuff you know you can listen to carpenter brute and he sort of like name dropped it a couple times and i'm like oh i've never heard this stuff and so like right after i talked to him i i went and checked it out and that track la Perve, is awesome and it's got such a wicked like build and then the trailer for his upcoming I think it's his upcoming EP, was also really, really awesome, too. Just a really well-shot thing. Yeah, that song with the visuals was a perfect, like, whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. Mm-hmm. To me, it's, it's very much the kind of drive-influenced sound, like a kind of Kavinsky. Yeah, but I think it's a little more self-aware. I'm, I, I think I'm more open to it, because I feel like it feels more self-aware and not as too serious. I don't know, there's a... A light edge to it. Well, I wonder that too about about Kavinsky sometimes is like what that dude's like. I don't know, like, because he, he has this image, but it, I've said this to other people before, like everyone has to have some sort of sense of humor because the 80s, if you look at it objectively, is sort of a silly time. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, man. Do you think so, really? Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I do. I do. But in a fun way, not to all to make fun of it completely, but that it's fun and light and entertaining. And Listen, like that was my childhood. Like I enjoy it and I think it's fun, but it's like, can you be a guy who takes yourself seriously if in your videos you are an old ghost terminator with a teen wolf jacket on like (laughs) can you do both because kavinsky has this image but it's almost like a pastiche of like the 80s image Mm. so is that dude walking around going like yeah i'm the shit like i am the serious shit like when he gets a a sandwich at the store yeah 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 (laughs) he always shows up in that same car and his, his eyes glow red and like give me a sandwich (laughs) 
he had these cartoon images of the character. Like before I, there was any music videos, if you looked at a Kavinsky track, it had that cartoon image of the guy with the mustache and the shades and a glowing red eye. So when I saw the first Kavinsky yeah. video, I'm like, is Kavinsky, is that Kavinsky or is that an actor they hired who resembles the cartoon picture? Rather than the cartoon is designed to resemble him. The cartoon's like an avatar of this guy in real life. Yeah, and then they got a guy That's and they, because so, they put some weird makeup on him in the video to make him pale. Is the cartoon also a ghost? Well, that's the thing. I think he's a fucking ghost, man. So they got Kavinsky. Then they got they commissioned a cartoonist to draw a cartoon that looked like Kavinsky. <laughs> then they actually hired an actor to look like the cartoon because it looked more like the cartoon than Kavinsky did. That's what I was thinking in my head because I've never seen a picture of him as a DJ. That's mental. Well, think about Daft Punk, right? Their image is them in costumes with their heads covered with helmets. That's totally so they can maintain privacy in real life. But it's also the same idea of like having a public image that separate from your own like theoretically the people who showed up to that music video didn't necessarily have to be the actual guys from the band because how would you know so it's not too far-fetched an idea that someone would have a public image that's not their own oh that's that's every pop that's every pop act in in history (laughs) daft punk and kavinsky are like they're obviously created a kind of image but lady gaga is no different madonna madonna's the same thing her name is like yes and i'm looking at pictures of kavinsky and yes that's the guy. I'm looking at pictures of Madonna. Okay. Because <laughs> she makes synth music. Boom. Yeah. Beyond synth. She brought it back to synth. <laughs> Did we leave it at that time? I think it's the one time it's been brought back where we didn't leave it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 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 what shit? Sorry, we were actually on top. Yeah, we were that time. <laughs> Fuck, it's nearly half eight. What does that mean? Nearly 8.30? Yeah, in the evening in my, in the UK. Well, fuck you. Is that in Europe? <laughs> the UK. <laughs> I hope you're fucking joking. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that was Andy's uh, short little uh, giggle burst there. <laughs> what I love is when an American asks you, if, oh, are you from England? Do you know my friend John? <laughs> do you know John? He lives in London. Yes, I do. Well, that's when you just say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, John. Yeah, John, yeah. yeah. I love the old chap. Yeah, John. Or just freak out. Just be like, I know John. He fucked my wife. And now I'm going to fuck you up. And then that's when you like pull out a dagger, right? Because British people carry daggers. British people carry daggers, did you say? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> a dagger. A dagger. All British people have a fucking scabbard with a dagger and then a... Scabbard a dagger and a fencing sword. Yeah. Just if we don't want to actually kill them and we want to have a bit of a duel. You talking about John? I know fucking John! You always carry a, a a black beret in your inside jacket pocket to wear like a chimney sweep with your dagger out. What, what <laughs> version of England have you guys? A beret? <laughs> Who? What? Chimney sweepers wearing berets? What? Have you seen, uh, what's it, Lady in the Tramp? That's set in France. <laughs> That's set in France for fuck's sake. <laughs> France is not in England. It's a whole fucking separate country. That was amazing. That was set in France. <laughs> I could... <laughs> I was never really a big Disney film kid. Oh, I'm the Disney, like, that's one of my childhood tenets. Yeah, it was everybody else's. I just never, like, when I was a kid, uh, my favorite movie or cartoon movie was The Last Unicorn. It's got uh, Christopher Lee. 
is like the villain, and he's like he's this evil old man who lives in a castle and in a in a cartoon. Yeah, and his son is played by Jeff Bridges, and then Mia Farrow is the voice of the. So it's like a the last unicorn that gets chased by this bull that's on fire called the Red Bull that like pushed all the unicorns into the sea. Is this another thing that you wish? had existed but isn't real no this is real this is real it sounds like something you've just made up no and then and then so there's one left and then the red bull's about to kill the unicorn so then this wizard who's not very good like he's an aspiring wizard but he's traveling with her he morphs her into a wait hang on this is a movie or it's a, TV a movie series? he morphs her oh i thought you were saying it was a tv series i was picturing jeff bridges committing to like 12 episodes of no this. he he's he's very entertaining to hear this back and forth he's in it like he's one of the voices and he sings and his singing voice like isn't great so then this wizard turns the unicorn into a woman to save her from being killed by the bull and then she fa- thinks up this shit. And then she falls in love, or the prince falls in love with her, but he doesn't know that she's really supposed to be a unicorn. And then at the end, all the unicorns come out of the sea, and then the castle crumbles, and then the king like falls to his death. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say spoiler before you give away the fucking plot, not after it. Well, anyway, the bottom line is, it was a cartoon I watched as a kid. But when you say it was a cartoon, the cartoon sounds like it was a series. Like every, like Jeff Bridges did like 12 episodes of The Last Unicorn, where every every week they had a new adventure where they had to fight Christopher Lee. Very soon he will have summoned an army great enough to launch an assault upon Middle Earth. Uh, the dude minds, you know, this aggression will not stand, man. All the 80s cartoon theme songs, man, are so good. Like, even the ones for shitty cartoons that you've never, like, like, there's one called Dino Saucers, which is about a bunch of alien dinosaurs that come to Earth, I guess. But it's got this song, like this, you know, like this, Dino Saucers, like this. But the Dino Saucers have to fight against the evil Genghis Rex. Because Genghis Rex is the bad guy and his first name's Genghis. And do you notice in all 80s cartoons, they always have a narrator giving away like the entire plot of the show, you know, over the theme music, yeah. just so you're kind of clear on what the plot is each week. I do like that. I wish cartoons were still expository. That's one of those things that I also think, in the 80s, the songs were better yeah. than the ones in the 90s. Like, they, they were just better. They were. And they were so much of them, too, because even if the cartoon was a short-lived fucking seven-episode piece of shit could be like fucking Donnie and the Bear. They're still going to have this amazing song where it says, It's Donnie and the Bear! You know, like, and, like, awesome stuff is going on. Is there a thing called Donnie and the Bear? No, I just made that up. But, I mean, like, the... Everything you're making up, I want to see. <laughs> and everything you're, that's the, everything that's the truth sounds shit. <laughs> the unicorn thing sounds shit. The dinosaur sources thing sounds shit. But the fucking Donnie and the Bear and the fucking thing, the moose with the, the moose and the... <laughs> Lumberjack sounds amazing. It's Donnie and the Bear, and they always have a look a little bit at the end and go, "It's Donnie and the Bear." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So back a couple months ago, actually, be more than a couple months, but whatever. This game came out called uh, Double Dragon Neon. It was sort of like a silly, sort of like tongue-in-cheek interpretation of Double Dragon. So it was very silly the way that these characters were like interacting with each other and were sort of like taking the tropes of of the side scroll beat 'em up games and kind of making a joke of it in a way. But the game was still good and the soundtrack was really good. And it was by this dude called uh, Jake Kaufman. So my favorite one was uh, track number four on the album, which is uh, called City Streets 2. Oh my God, that's my favorite track on there too. It's an awesome we should song. totally marry each other. <laughs> But listen, I'm not kidding. I like <laughs> Listen to this song. It's awesome. 
basically the way the game worked was there was all these tracks that were the you know the music that would play during the level and then you would upgrade your character by getting these cassette tapes and each cassette tape would have like maybe a 30 second song that was a pastiche of like recognizable kind of 80s music stuff was this a game for the pc andy or it was a ps3 xbox 360 it was like one of those downloadable games right yeah i got it for free because i'm a ps plus member so it just happened to be one of the games they offered i was gonna buy it anyways but i was like oh okay that's cool so if if you if you go to the end of the album there's this whole section of like mixtapes which are these little yeah like 20 second things and the one that's awesome what i always loved i think it's desperation which is his like Depeche Mode parody piece. And there's a bunch of other ones that are great too, but Desperation's the one that I dig. Desperate people in their homes, artificial and alone. Queen of Pity on her throne, first in line to cast a stone. Desperate people in their homes. That was definitely a, a really cool album, and I enjoyed listening to that. Like, I put it on and just, in the same way that I, when I played Far Cry Blood Dragon, I would just sit at the uh, title screen and just listen to the title screen song, because it's so great. And the same with uh, this game, I would put on level two, because this was before I knew about Bandcamp, and so, like, I didn't know the album was here, and it was a Name Your Price album. But uh, I would just play the game, pop on level two, and then just kind of sit there. That's really nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I used to do that as a kid all the time, man. I loved video game music as a kid, and I still do. I do too. I would leave on um, Sonic 2 songs to do homework in like second and third grade. You could go to the menu and like the settings and stuff and go through the different sounds. Yes. And then like at the end, there'd be like you could hear the whole song looping over and over of, the, your, of all the levels. I loved any game that had a soundtrack option like to do the sound test and even there were some games where you had to type in a code to do the yep. sound test and streets of rage you could do that streets of rage had the sound yeah test. streets of rage was great i used to that was another one the menu music the menu music was it had like a really nice like kind of ambient pad mm-hmm. yeah like kind of sound it's like <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one on that is i think level five and it's like you're playing on the boat and stuff and it's yeah this is like my favorite thing i used to put this on my phone and walk to work like walking cool with this are you just listening to streets of rage yeah we're hoping you're just gonna put it in there and then we nope i'm just gonna let everybody listen to you being silently clapping along in your own little world It's nine o'clock at night for me. I haven't eaten dinner. Let's get synthin. Blushes. Let's talk about blushes. B-L-S-H-S. Listen to their track, Just Wait. They are doing live shows. They're like going out and doing the whole pop star thing, which I find awesome.
So what can you tell us about Blushes? Blush, blushes. They're a group that goes out and plays their songs live. They don't have all of their songs on SoundCloud, but they do have more material that they are playing. Great vocals. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great track. Her vocals are kind of modernish with lots and lots of reverb. Yeah, it's kind of dreamy. Yeah. Anyway, so Blush is just wait. <laughs> I'm just going to edit it so that it's literally Mike saying, Blush is just wait, followed by that mental laugh. <laughs> It's like we've got an autistic presenter. <laughs> that, that was... That was blushes. Just wait. <laughs> I can only do one Michael Caine, and it's from Batman, and he says, <clears throat> I thought I might prepare a little supper. That's all. <laughs> I love it. He says it to little Bruce Wayne. I don't blink, and I'll keep not blinking, <laughs> and I'll keep not blinking. You say, I regard acting... Uh, in the theatre as performing surgery with a scalpel. <laughs> we should probably do like an official wrap up. Yeah, I was just thinking we should wrap it up. Official wrap? Yes, an official wrap. Here we go. <clears throat> Yo, I'm here with Andy Synth. His name is Andy Synth. And hoo-ha, hoo-ha, ha. Yo, yo, don't do drugs. I got nothing. I can't do that. I don't know why I thought I could. But still do the drugs. Yeah, you... <laughs> do drugs, kids. That's my impression of a silencer. Oh, there, here's mine, because I do the one from Goldeneye. From the film Goldeneye. From the video game, like, cause there's like a silencer sound that if a gun doesn't make that sound now in a video game, I get disappointed. Because, you know, Call of Duty, they always try and make their silencer sound realistic, so it's all just like... Like that? Yeah, it's rubbish. But when really it's supposed to be... Exactly. In, that's when silence has changed, didn't they? So it got all like realistic in the uh, like noughties with movies and suddenly the silencer was like... Yeah, and it sucks. In the 80s and 90s, the silence gun was like in Tango and Cash. They're like... They're like... Yeah, they sound like laser guns. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's awesome. And so if I play a game and the gun doesn't sound like that, I'm always disappointed. I'm like, well, that's not a real fucking silencer sound. Like, it's got to be the... And if it's like an automatic silencer, then it basically sounds like a laser gun. It's awesome. Anyways, we should... <laughs> What's that beyond, Sin? It's been fun talking to you guys. We had a blast today. Wait, no, but Andy, should we do our outro? We yes, I'm going to do that right now. So, guys, it's... Okay, let's do it. Let's do All it right. together. No, hang on. Andy, Andy, have you seen have you seen the University Challenge, the British quiz show no jeremy paxman the presenter goes it's goodbye from hoo-ha and you say goodbye it's goodbye from sunglasses kid and i say goodbye and then you say it's goodbye for me goodbye get ready <laughs> all right guys it's been good talking to you uh and now it's uh it's goodbye from hoo-ha goodbye it's goodbye from wait i'm tech i'm doing your band names okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 all right well it's been it's good talking to you all uh it's a goodbye from hoo-ha goodbye uh, it's a goodbye from sunglasses kid goodbye and it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. It's showtime at the Apollo. It's showtime. Starring Steve Harvey. At the Apollo. With our guests all for one. It's showtime. Plus an all new Apollo. Apollo Kids competition. It's showtime. And Amateur Night. With Kiki Shepard. Sandman Sims. Rachel and the crew. And the Apollo Dancer. The Apollo Dancer.